Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. On today's episode, I'm actually sharing a snippet of my keynote speech to some students at the University of Toronto. They are in the writing program there, and I had the opportunity to speak to them on a how to become published panel. So I thought it would be fun to share the audio with you of what I talked about with the students. Without further ado, please enjoy. Hi, hello, good evening. It's been such a treat getting to listen to all of the other panelists speak tonight. I hope your semesters are off to a great start despite this weird world we're currently living in. But I am so excited to speak with you tonight about the writing process and how to become published. This is my absolute favorite topic. I could go on for hours, but I will do my best to share words of wisdom, and my top tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. Since many of you are just hearing my voice or seeing me on Zoom for the first time, I wanted to share a little bit about my writing journey. So I actually started and got my undergrad degree in business from the Richard Ivey School of Business at Western University in London, Ontario. I always loved to write, but I never thought it was an actual possible career path for me at the time. So I went into business because I thought it would give me the best opportunities for jobs after graduation. And while I was at Ivy, I interned at Elizabeth Arden, the cosmetic company, in marketing in New York City. And then after graduation, they ended up hiring me full-time. So I moved to Geneva, Switzerland, and eventually back to New York, working for Elizabeth Arden in marketing the entire time. Now, from the outside, it looked like I had the dream career in the dream city, and I honestly did. It was incredible. I can't say enough good things about it, but I had this little voice in the back of my head. It was this calling that I just couldn't ignore, that I wanted to be a writer. And in high school and university, I'd written for school papers. When I was in Geneva and New York, I started a daily blog And eventually, I decided to apply for my master's degree in journalism at Harvard University. I didn't tell anybody I was applying, not even my parents. And when I got in, I finally had to tell them. So that was my big kind of left left turn in my career, deciding to move from New York to Boston. And I can honestly say it was the greatest chapter of my life the freedom to read and write and study all day. I had found a newfound appreciation for school, for words, for books. And best of all, it was that gut feeling that I was in the right place doing what I was meant to be doing. 
And it also didn't hurt that I felt like Hermione at Hogwarts. That place is just magical. But after I graduated, I moved back to Toronto and have been a full-time writer ever since. So now my first book is nonfiction. It's about the woman behind the company of Elizabeth Arden. It's coming in 2021. And I've recently completed the first draft of my second book, which is completely different. It is a murder mystery thriller novel. And then I also freelance write for magazines and newspapers on the side. I am also the host of the Word Weaver podcast, where I interview authors and writers about their writing process and craft. And I will also share kind of tangible advice on how to write a book that I have learned. So it took me a long time to get there, but finally I followed my dream of becoming a writer. And I know many of us, probably all of you here on this panel, have dreams of becoming a writer and becoming published someday, but it can be overwhelming when you start to really think about anything that big. Where do you start? What if I fail? What if nothing comes of it? What if I'm bad at it? And I kind of like to think of it like a marathon. That to me seems daunting and that probably seems daunting for a lot of you as well. But like anything, running a marathon or writing a book, if you break it down little by little, big things can be accomplished. And suddenly everything that you thought was once impossible becomes possible. And to do this, the first step that I encourage you to do, maybe not right now, but maybe later, grab a cup of coffee or tea, get a notebook and a pen, and I want you to get really specific and define what success looks and feels like for you as a writer. This is something that as you go along the process of becoming a writer, of on your journey to publication, you will come back to time and time again, and it'll keep you motivated to keep going. This is really your why. Why do you want to do this? And you should get it as specific and detail-oriented as possible, because when you say, I want to become a writer or I want to become published, dive a little deeper behind that. Do you want to be self-published or traditionally published? Do you want to be a bestseller? How many copies do you want to sell? Or for you, is it all about financial? Do you want to earn $100,000 on your books or more? Maybe for you, success looks like writing a first draft that your friends and family get to read. Or maybe it's not writing books at all. You discover that you really want to write articles. And if that's the case, what is your niche? Are you wanting to write travel pieces, personal essays, investigative pieces, What publications do you want to write for? What magazines or newspapers? Get super specific, get really clear on what success looks and feels like for you because it's something that you can always come back to for motivation throughout this crazy long journey of becoming published. For me, I, in doing this exercise, I discovered that I wanted to be traditionally published for a couple reasons, but for me, it was their distribution network. They have access to all the big box stores. I really didn't want to lug my books store to store. I wanted to see my book on shelf someday. And then also, honestly, I wanted the external validation that a big publisher wanted to publish my book. And there's absolutely no shame in saying you want that external validation, but it's good to know that going in and your why. So for me, it wasn't really about 
how much money, but it was seeing my book on shelf. And then on the flip side, why I still write articles came from defining success and what it looks like for me because I could have just kept going on writing books and being quote-unquote an author, but seeing my name in print in a newspaper or magazine brings me so much joy. And also, because writing books is such a long process to publication, I like that I have a bit of a balance with article writing where I can see it the next week or the next month in print or online. Now, I'll quickly go over the writing and publication process for you, and feel free to ask me any questions at the end or later. I'll give you my email address. But basically, the process starts off with an idea, brainstorm, who are your characters, where is the setting, where does this book take place, is it first or third person, what's the time period. Then the second phase is you want to create an outline. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a plotter is somebody who likes to have an outline to follow, knowing where they're going and knowing where they're going to hit the big points of the book. A pantser is somebody who writes by the seat of their pants. You can be a hybrid of both. Um, But I personally am a plotter. I like to have the outline pretty set in stone. But then I will obviously let the characters and the words flow naturally as I'm writing. But while you're outlining, at least if you're, even if you're a pantser, I highly recommend you create a list of scenes that you want to include. It doesn't have to be the chapters quite yet, but at least the big scenes, the big moments that you want to have in your book as a starting point. I use cue cards, or people call them index cards, to just write down as many scenes as I can come up with off the top of my head. Then I'll lay them out on the floor or tape them to my wall and start rearranging them into some sort of plot order. That way I can see where my plot holes are and connecting scenes that I need to include to get from point A to point B. Next is the drafting and the actual writing. There's something in November, it's called NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, where people from all over the world try to write 50,000 words in 30 days. So that's about just over 1,600 words a day. Absolutely doable. A book is usually between 75,000 words to 100,000 words, depending on the genre. But writing 50,000 words in in 30 days is a great place to start. For me, my first book took me a few years to write because I was writing in fits and spurts with my full-time job and going to school. I didn't really make writing a full priority. And then my second book, I wrote it in three months when I had more of a stricter schedule. And that's where if you're going the traditional publishing route, you absolutely need a literary agent. It's kind of like an actor who needs a casting agent. If you're a writer and want to be traditionally published, you will need a literary agent. And what you have to do is you send a query letter, really it's a query email, people don't send letters anymore, outlining the genre, a little bit of what your book is about, and a short bio of yourself. I created an Excel spreadsheet, a list of agents who represented my genre, which was historical nonfiction for my first book, and I blindly emailed all of them. I started with about eight Because, and I advise you to start with less, because as you get feedback, you can incorporate that into your next email. 
And overall, the process of, for getting a liter- literary agent for me took about a year. I got a lot of quick no's, no reasons, really just timing or it wasn't a right fit. I got some really great no's and I'll get to rejection later, but they actually gave me feedback on the manuscript and told me what worked and what didn't work. I got a lot of no replies, just they didn't reply at all. I got a few requests to read the full manuscript and then once they request it, it can take three to six months for them to read it because they have all these other books that they are also reading from other authors hoping to get a literary agent. So that was something I learned. The process is a lot longer and can be slower than I originally thought. Finally, I signed with an agent. I went back and forth between a couple of them and decided on one that was the right fit for me. I went through a few, the next step was going through a few rounds of edits with her before we went out on submission to publishing houses. And even after you get a book deal, you will not see your book on shelf for another one to two years. You go through more edits with an edit, your editor at the publisher. It goes through a cover design and they put together your marketing and sales promotion plan. And then the exciting day your book is launched into the world, pub day. And then it's on you to do all the marketing promotion for that book. So your publisher will help you a little bit. But you just kind of have, but really the onus will be on you as the author, no matter whether self-publishing or traditional publishing, because they have new authors coming in the queue that they have to help promote. So that, in a nutshell, is the writing and publishing process for a traditionally published book. And that leads me to the difference and the pros and cons of self-publishing and traditional publishing really depends on what success looks like for you and your goals. So I went with traditional publishing, even though it's slower, it's a very archaic process, and you make less royalties on a per book basis. But again, I really liked that they had a wide distribution network. They've done this many times before, and they have good relationships with book retailers. And also that validation that somebody at a publisher liked my work enough to make an offer. But maybe someday I would consider self-publishing because it is a lot faster. You have a lot more, almost full control of over everything, including the cover design. And you get nearly 70%, almost all of the royalties per book. So when you're deciding what success looks like for you, make a a T-chart or a pro-con list of self-publishing versus traditional publishing and match it up to what your goals are as a writer. Now, hopefully this doesn't scare you or maybe it simplifies the process for you seeing it kind of from beginning to end, but that is why I created a holy shit list and I really encourage all of you to create your own holy shit list. It could be, if you hate that name, it could be a holy crap list or an OMG, oh my god list, something, it's a checklist that celebrates your wins as a writer. And for me, the first one that I checked off on my HSL list was writing a book. If you type the end and you write 100,000 words on your computer, even if nobody else sees it, that is a huge win. Next was I celebrated getting my literary agent and then getting a book deal and then ultimately seeing your book on shelf. Writing is a lonely business, so I highly encourage you to keep this checklist taped to your wall, in your agenda, somewhere close by to keep you motivated and keep you excited about this process as you go along. I just want to 
say a word about rejection because I know it gets a really bad rap, but rejection is something that writers have to deal with a lot. And if you can embrace it, let it become your best friend, you can, there's a lot of value in rejection. For me, I got a lot of no's, but my favorite rejections were no, but I liked this, but I really didn't like this. And it helped me become a better writer in the long run. So take rejection as feedback. And also remember that it just takes one person to believe in you. It just takes one agent. It just takes one person at a publisher to get your book. That's really all you need. And something that I would tell myself was that every no is a next. Every time you hear a no, you go, okay, on to the next. Don't let it get you down. Let it help propel you forward. Basically, to wrap up, I just want to really encourage all of you to, if you want to become published, you want to be a writer, make it a part of your daily lifestyle. Immerse yourself in this world. And with consistency, determination, and patience, you absolutely, without a doubt, will become a published author. And I'll leave you with two of my favorite quotes. I have them on sticky notes. And it is that everything seems impossible until it's done. And little by little is how big things are accomplished. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to speak with other like-minded readers and writers this evening. That's it for today's episode of the Word Weaver podcast. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, screenshot and share it on social media, and be sure to check out the show notes at louiseclairejohnson.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Word Weaver podcast. Until next time. You call it substance over style.